morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to from. Uh, we are just here after a blockbuster of a game, right? Arsenal beat City after a dozen attempts in the Premier League, right? Dozen consecutive defeats and then a victory no sweeter than this. Gabby, do 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 Marty, Gabby, Martinelli, do 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 He comes from Sao Paulo and he plays for Arsenal. Gabby, do 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 Go on, sorry guys, I had to do it. Clearly, Animesh can't contain it, but uh, Aditya, what are your reactions? To be very fair on the way we played uh, in today's match, I really didn't expect us to, you know, turn up with a win with the way we were playing even in the first half we had just one attempt on target which was saved on the line and then on the second half if you would have noticed as the moment as Gabby Martinelli came onto the pitch like how he reacted you know uh, he was a pain in our ass and uh, our defense just couldn't uh, answer to what Arteta had in play and it was a game of fine margins I would say and uh, they were the team who came on top yeah I think uh especially like the way city started right like it was the press was really good arsenal was very nervous we were chatting with the boys that like they also felt that nervousness creeping in especially i think early david raya moments uh prayag how did they come out of that bro what happened yeah that was uh, pretty insane right what raya was doing but apart from that i think they weren't I didn't see all that nervousness that I saw last season. I think I, I would chalk it up to Saliba being there. I think he he's done a good job. And whenever he's there, even Gabby also plays pretty well. Um, at the end of the day, when you're going against City, I think keeping up with them and not conceding goals is itself a win. So I would have been happy with the draw. And then we also need to be realistic. There's no De Bruyne. There's no Rodri. This was a really good opportunity for us. And as an Arsenal fan, I'm like really glad that we didn't bungle this one. In the first half, you know, how Giroud played for AC Milan in, in goalkeeping, I would have taken him over Raya. I was like, what the hell is this dude doing? But uh, like we, as, as you mentioned, like we settled in pretty well. Uh, and then we kind of like started, you know, playing around, knocking around. Uh, the park and we were like you know play, uh, playing out the back Raya came into the game he became a little bit confident and kudos to City man like I, the the relief that we feel right now is just because of how good and blockbuster that team is and uh, you know you never know what's gonna what would have happened if uh, even one of Rodri or De Bruyne was there because they clearly were lacking any sort of like creativity because of lack of you know just that playmaker that De Bruyne is and Haaland was like totally isolated we basically didn't have anything during the game but uh, i mean it was it, for, for us it was more than anything else it was a psychological barrier especially given the fact that you know had rodri just rodri been missing or de bruyne been missing and we winning it they would have been like you know, oh you know arsenal beat them without their best players but we were also without our two best players like martinelli came on at the half time but uh, we were without Partey for half a half an hour uh, like half first half martinelli saka without the game so yeah, dude, it's it's such a big psychological win more than anything else. The game was, you know, it wasn't a classic. It was very very fine margin, but um, I think I think we it was long overdue. Super happy about it. Yeah, let me take like few steps forward and like just talk to Aditya. Aditya, we've been used to fucking City dominating the league, right? 
like okay last last year was an anomaly there are different ways city win the league they start from from the start they win the league they catch up and win the league uh but this season there is an aura of like at least this is too early but there is an aura that like there are more teams in the mix right so do you think uh i mean definitely city is still the top dog to beat like no matter what this result is and all what not but what do you think about like your biggest rivals this season like who do you see a big threat coming from listen to your question Don't first about uh... <laughs> brober to be very honest with the way how uh, everyone is playing football and we are still very early in the season right now but uh, i really see uh, apart from man city i see three clubs who are doing really well and i would name them as arsenal liverpool and spurs because uh, they are playing good football they are digging in results going 10 men down and still sticking it out and getting 3 3 points same goes for spurs and liverpool and uh, arsenal are also you know like today's game those were of fine margins but it was about who comes on top and who's got it more to you know take those 3 points up and you guys took it when you had the opportunity and i won't blame like i won't use it as an excuse that just because we didn't have rodri or de bruyne uh, we have an excuse that pk wouldn't win karke that should never be the case because you know uh, de bruyne is now entering in his 30s people are going to be you know wanting other people to also step up when uh, the usual likely players won't step up but uh, also to answer the fact that we have we are losing like two games in a row like after 2018 this is a new territory that i am having to live in three, three games right well. in uh, three games in four ga- <laughs> three, yeah, something three, like that right you guys three, three games in four uh, three losses in four yeah only the one champions league win with the uh, with hmm. leipzig that was it but uh, in premier league back to back defeats wolves ke sath and now with arsenal so this is a new territory that we are entering after a blistering start of six wins in a row you know Yeah, it's a new territory for me to comprehend also because I I support a club which loses a lot, so like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Prayag. Yeah, but then again, six wins in a row. Let's not forget about that. It's not like the season started badly or something. Yeah, it's just two games, right? Yeah. No, but, but I, very... I don't think I don't think both uh, City and Arsenal didn't play at their level best. Exactly. Right. This is nowhere near like what both the teams are capable of. I think it Go was ahead. a, it was a really analytical chess match. Like you know, Pep started off really strongly, high press. We weren't able to like do anything with it. We were like you could feel the sense of tension right, like you know, coming out through the television. Right, it was just the whole Emirates was kind of like you know. anxious whenever raya got the ball and then there were jitters right. all all the time and then we kind of like you know grew into it a little bit more we started throwing declan up top so to have like an out for his long balls when once you start doing that we kind of like grew a little bit into the game oz oh sorry no oz we got started doing a little bit of you know shimming uh, shimming here and there twist and turns uh gabby isus was great on the wings uh, for city like bernardo silva dude like that dude can play anywhere like you put him in goal and he'll have like a 10 on 10 performance like he's playing rodri's position and he was killing it in there uh so it was it was a game of like you know very fine margins uh, pep threw on some substitutes like doku on on zinchenko and i was like i was shitting my pants i was like this dude is going to roast <laughs> zinchenko and he's going to be like just spinning but then he handled uh, zinchenko he handled a few situations initial situations well and then like you know artera came back with his own substitutions and you know finally the four substitutes combining for the goal like paul de spas 
uh, Tommy Ass was knocked down, Havertz assist, and then Martinelli's goal. So it was, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was nice. Finally, that's why that's why that's that's the reason for my rant like last week about Arteta. Like if uh, like he has these things in his locker all the time, but that one stinker that he has that just kills it for. Uh, everyone like we could have had Saka this time, but anyway, not for not a day for for negatives, only positives. Yeah, and uh, I mean to counter your rant, like all his four subs paid paid off. Literally, all the four boys were on the ball for the goal. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Clearly, Arteta. <laughs> that was also an obvious. Team. That was obvious, right? The substitutions, exactly yeah. those substitutions had to be done. It wasn't yeah. something like. Uh, but, it wasn't but something I... unique. But even Kai Havertz coming in and you know not you know upping like not dropping the level of the uh, performance what every, everyone was doing up front was commendable enough you know it would have been crazy if he would have I'm, scored or I mean, come up with the winner. Aditya, you as a City fan is probably like more uh, you know this better like right like when City as a system as a club is so good that like whenever they buy a player the first season is the bedding period right and. Uh, City integrate them really well. Like Jack Grealish in the second season was arguably the player of the season, right? And hopefully Jeremy Doku will come good next next season and all that. But Kai, I have some sympathies for Kai because he was brought in with a high value and Arteta just like threw him in an end where he never played before. Like he never played in that midfield three before. And uh, I think uh, it... it Today's performance actually is credit to Kai and Arteta for the trust that they had, and like Kai had to like repay that faith. Like he didn't. The only thing he had to do was like maintain those levels because the second half energy from Arsenal was really good, and I think he did really well. And hopefully, he'll come good. But um, who did you think was the player of the match for Arsenal? Definitely, you know uh, the way AJ celebrated as well for Martinelli's goal, and you know. He absolutely deserves the praise because coming back after an injury is not easy. And the way he stepped up, uh, the moment he's come onto the pitch and the way he was the one who was creating all, all the things happening from the left side. And that's when everything went, you know, downhill for us. And he, eventually he was the one who came up with the winner as well. So, makes absolute sense. <laughs> yeah, I would say Saliba. I think him just being there made sure that City couldn't do what they usually do. And the fact that Haaland didn't even have one attempt on goal, like he speaks volumes. Uh, Bro, the, that one last... tackle at the half line, right? You remember yeah, that tackle? No, it's tackle. too good. He just shoved him away. There is no, mo- there is no specific moments when it comes to Saliba. It's just throughout yeah. the game, he's just way too consistent. He gets the job done, and he doesn't get intimidated. He doesn't get flaky. He can like go up against anyone. And like we're really, really lucky to have this guy in our team. If, if I mean Martinelli did a great thing, uh, he scored the goal. That's true. But if Saliba wasn't there, I think we would have conceded like three goals or something. That that was a big difference. I would say that Georgino also, you know, uh, mm, the role and responsibility, yeah. you know, surprisingly very, very well. You know, we would have uh, like as a City fan, I would have expected him to be the weakling whom through whom we create a mistake or an error. But uh, he was also pinpoint with his game tonight. Man. One more call out is uh, Declan Rice. Uh, mm. I apologize to Arsenal fans for calling him basic, uh, but <laughs> today he was anything but basic. Too. Like he was, I think he played in two different positions in either half, and right. I think he nailed both of them. Uh, Animesh, any thoughts on Rice? 
bro i'll i'll so you know today was the game when we actually saw uh what declan rice and parte's combination can do when they play together obviously it was just for 15 minutes it's a very small sample size and they did play at the beginning of the season and you know we were just gelling in at that time but you know with declan rice he has this this tendency to just be there and just run with the player if someone's making a midfield run through the lanes he'll just run with them he'll just put a leg in and he'll get the ball and he'll, he'll just be there at the right moments at the right time and also he has like that physical presence and Palde has that passing range like you know which you haven't seen from Declan Rice up at least for now he definitely has it in his locker but you haven't seen him most because like I don't know like whatever the reason might be but you know with with Palde he can like just quickly switch the ball onto the wings or to the you know to the striker and 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 make us play through attack through through that that passing range so I feel like I am very very excited about like you know what's going to come next and also the fact that we have an international break and all our players who we are kind of like worried about like Martinelli, Sakas, all of these players are not going to be going anywhere so they're going to be just staying bedding in they're just going to be resting in their beds you're going to wrap him in the cotton wool and we're just going to be like yeah wait for Chelsea uh, next weekend but dude <clears throat> really there's nice. also the mental aspect when it comes to having Declan Rice in your team he feels like someone who's pretty intimidating and someone who doesn't give up he seems uh, like someone who ha- maintains a certain level of composure throughout the game and i think arsenal were lacking that last season and that's probably what justified us spending 100 million on this guy and throughout the game when i was watching declan declan rice the only thing that was in my mind is thank god this guy is not a city player like <laughs> imagine city would have gone up so many levels if city went for declan rice and i'm just glad that they bid 95 right they bid 95 million for this guy yeah. uh, the city think... has so many ball carriers now like what's something that's very fascinating to see uh like you know how pep initially changed the and it's kudos to pep right again like he initially changed the game to have uh someone coming in uh, like one of the full backs or one of the center backs in johnstones last year coming in midfield but this in the first half it wasn't the case then he kind of like started playing off with false nine after aguero then won leagues with that combination and then completely threw it out of the window brought in haland and then now he's kind of like bringing in these progressive passes in nunes and uh, uh kovacic and all of these people who can who never right. lose the ball like you cannot nick the ball away from them they'll pass around you they'll just carry it forward uh i think all they need to be honest city or again city is city so they all they need is like one de bruyne or de bruyne type player who just you know connect halan to all of these ball carriers uh yeah and they'll be back they'll they'll will be back before we know what's what's happening see but that's not my issue my issue is that i really you know everybody knows that what bernardo silva is capable of what a particularly kovacic is capable of because he's played for real madrid he's played for chelsea we know what his quality and potential is even in the case of bernardo silva we know what it is even in the case of phil foden who is always you know uh, talked about as you know the next big thing coming up so when he is getting such kind of an opportunity it's you know their role to you know step up and grab the opportunity with both the arms you know but uh, that's not what is happening something is going missing because since the time this season has begun uh, with without de bruyne playing for us you may see that haland is you know usually seen in most of the games very isolated he gets those just few chances and that's what he's nicking off of 
and uh, that's not a good sign for us if you may ask me honestly even though we were winning yeah. six games in the first six games but if you ask me as a city fan were we playing like we were uh, treble winners i would say no man we were just you know nicking off the yeah. results because those were comparatively easier fixtures and early in the season so you know our players were fresh so they could get those results out but now it's getting a little tougher i have a quick question though about foden what do you think is his best position because i thought that if de bruyne no is out he's going to be no one knows I, yeah i genuinely thought that he would play through the center and like fill that Correct. role Correct. but he was like on both the wings today i i'm just not sure like where, so that's where what, to play him so that's what has been happening right even in spite of you know de bruyne uh, going off injured foden has actually not been getting the chance to play as number 10 or just off of the striker he's usually again being deployed as one of the either wing wing players out there because as soon as de bruyne got injured you might have noticed that it was julian alvarez who was playing close to erling uh, yeah. haland and that's why he was you know raking up the goals and assists and he was you know uh, on the set pieces as well whereas uh, foden was you know just usually standing with alvarez but most of them were being taken by alvarez only not that i'm complaining about it i'm just pointing yeah, out yeah. things that uh, how foden is not being given that uh, kind of you know trust of it to you know take up everything on his shoulders i know this is unrelated but that goal by alvarez against leipzig was was Are too, too good, good. too good it was too insane. good Roy, even with wolves uska free kick bahut badhiya tha bhai bahut hi sahi tha like 25 he's, he's million he's dude like it's like uh, come on i mean uh, city has this thing where they got haaland for 50 <clears throat> Yeah, I think with Haaland it comes with Haaland comes with a huge wage package. Like it it comes it's on paper it's 50 but like Haaland is like probably costing them another 20 30 every year. So yeah. Haaland is Haaland, a and Haaland also only wanted to go to City. Yeah. Nowhere else also, like and 50 million yeah, but still City's wage bill is less than United's. So I'm <laughs> yeah. doing something right. Okay, let's <laughs> let's not make this pod about uh, taking a cheap shot at United, please. Yeah, no. I mean, like take cheap shots at everyone. Come on. We should not. United should not be mentioned in the same breath as uh, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, or Spurs at this moment. So, bro, but derby we'll soon see. this month, bro. Yeah. Bro, derby. I'm gonna be hiding, bro. <laughs> bro, bro we'll be, uh, I think you. We'll I think you guys will be okay. You have McTominay, the yeah. hero of United. <laughs> And, and, and all of us will be rooting for you. Don't worry. Like we all want United <laughs> to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what what do you think, Altia? You mentioned a good point. Like the struggles are evident because there is no like proper creative engine. Do you think you have tools within the squad right now that Pep could tinker with and like bridge that gap? Because KDB is injured. He's not coming back until he's fit. So, see, according to me. my best options are bernardo silva phil ford and julian alvarez and that's what he has been trying to use but you know they are not trying to you know uh, turn up in the right moments you know like teen game we are winning but then we are having those one or two odd games where you know either one of them are not substituting their role that okay theek hai today foden is not doing what it takes then alvarez does it or then today alvarez and foden yeah. both of them can't do it then bernardo does it you may see man that haland's goal this season have not been uh, that great hall of ward whatever he has scored has come you know from chunky bits or penalties yeah. if you notice mm-hmm. we are, we are not creating yeah. those kind of goals you know i think it's too know. soon for you guys to say this 
I mean, it, Rodri it is, is your best player. Yeah. Rodri is your best player and he's not playing either. So, that's also one aspect. And see, where yeah. is Calvin Fat Phillips? Like, is he eating bag of Cheetos somewhere? Like, 50 million bucks? I think he's a kid man or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> Bro, his career move to a lot of sad. Ho gaya, man. I also expected that he is a great buy that we were taking in for Rodri replacement. But then he has never been given the opportunity, so we also don't know what to say, how he's been. Karke. Like, from my community, many other fans would say rather like very uh, harsh things about him. But to be very fair on his part, he has not been given those kind of opportunities. Ali, and Literally, he's become Rodri's a laughing stock coming... in our team. Literally, Rodri's coming out and saying, save me, don't play 64, don't play me in, play me in 64 games, I need some rest and still exactly. like this guy's like somewhere in the background. No, Calvin brought it on himself, right? He showed a level of unseriousness with his job that Pep got really pissed off. And you know how Pep is. So he didn't appreciate that. You can't just like eat burgers all day long, go on <laughs> <laughs> vacations, <laughs> then be exp- Starting for City. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's why I was really happy with the signing of Matheus Nunes, you know. You know, that kind of, as a fan, gave me a safe, safety that, okay, I know that Callum Phillips is a player that Pep doesn't trust. So, uh, Kovacic was absolutely a good signing to replace Gundogan. But then to have an assurity player who is a good ball carrier, good with the ball, can create chances as well. So, Matheus Nunes is also good, but Kovacic and Nunes are two players whom we can't trust. As uh, you yourself said, that first season under under Pep is you know dicey. We can't predict how good they might be. It was only Erling Haaland who was an exception to it. <laughs> yeah, Erling, I think the they built the team around him, but like I think the key unlocking was also KDB. Even like I think now it's, it's time, and I think. It's it's a good problem to have early in the season, right? Like to True. figure that out. And Pep is a fucking master tactician. He will definitely bounce back from this. Uh, how do you feel about Arsenal st- stealing your uh, coach and making a team around him, which is in stage four out of five, as per prior? No, 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 no. Arsenal didn't steal anyone. This was an <laughs> undercover mission by. <laughs> this is an undercover, undercover mission, mission, okay? By Arsenal. He didn't do a good Just job. He didn't do a good job. He didn't just, Arte, did you see how he reacts whenever City scores a goal against Arsenal? <laughs> when he was uh, the assistant? It was obvious. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was all Wenger's doing. Like He had all this master plan, plan where he would send Arteta. He would let him learn from Pep and then let him come back. It's all, it was all Wenger, dude. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know whose undercover mission it is, but please send us a coach too, right? Please, we need one more, I think. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you guys are still backing Ten Hag. Ten yeah. Hag. It's it's a short commute, Aditya. Just convince Pep if you ever get to him that like send them a coach, you know, make the league interesting. Why not? <laughs> we'll, we'll send you Albert, uh, Airport Albert. <laughs> like our... <laughs> so something very controversial that I want to touch with Aditya is that City keeps selling these like made players to other clubs, right? Sometimes it works well where you sell Sterling to Chelsea and Chelsea go to shit. But sometimes it doesn't. Like when like Gabby Jesus, Oleg and Arteta are doing so well at Arsenal. What are your thoughts? Like, do you think uh, what what is happening there? Like, is because is it because Premier League clubs pay good money and then it's the right business offer, or like do you think it'll stop? Or 
city will continue to churn players out uh, i would say that actually as a club we have never been in this scenario where we have done this earlier actually pep ke aane ke baad hi this kind of situation has arisen where you know players who are doing well performing well for us but then again sold at a good price to another potentially rival club as well this was never happening in our case when we were under pellegrini or mancini uh, this was never happening you know we were the ones who were buying off of our rivals you know we have had many players in fact come from arsenal play for us win a title for us as well uh, so uh, <laughs> i just want been... to jump in but do, would you say arsenal wouldn't have been considered as a rival at that point of time when the sale was See, made I, uh... so maybe I don't think in the case of Nazri or people, you guys were still winning FA Cups. You guys were finishing in the top four, so it was not no, that no. kind of. No, no. When the sale was made, right? Gabby G and Zinchenko okay. huh. were fifth, and definitely not looking like title contenders. So no, but not uh, even in the Champions League. That's a safe play. Yeah, like that's a safe way to garner more compliments for yourself as a club. But uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that uh, ever. And uh, I was really sad, in fact, when we sold Zinchenko off to you guys because I really loved him as a player. Gap J, it was understood because we were having Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland come into the scene. So it was a heartfelt decision that we had to make, and we were also as fans aware and wanting that. Okay, Gap J ka. We were getting good price as well for him, so why not? but uh, zinchenko was a little kind of a burn for me because i really liked him as a player and he's a valuable player he's also versatile can play uh, in the midfield can play left back and he's a leader kind of an uh, like gives that kind of a vibe in the dressing room as well so that's a great guy to have in a team yep do you think you're yeah, standing like arsenal now uh, i don't think so I don't think so, man. We'll even selling that. Cole Palmer, <laughs> even selling Cole Palmer off to Chelsea was not a good decision, is what I would say. He was also a nice rising uh, star in our team. Uh, I would have loved to see him more. You mean but... for ruining his career? Did, did you mean from that perspective by sending him off to Chelsea? It's <laughs> it, there's a high possibility for that. That's why I said that was a bad move on us. Like at least in the case of Gabby J and Zinchenko, we know that they would do well in that club. But going to Chelsea is a big risk, man. I feel like to that point, right? Like City selling, I just feel like, like last season, City were so strong. They had so many clutch players. Uh, given the fact that they sold us a few players, like basically three, uh, not us, but like they let let go of three people last to last window, and then they let go of a uh, three or four three. more uh, yeah. this past window. I just feel like they lack a little bit of depth when it comes to you know clutch players Correct. bringing on from the bench. obviously like you know you guys had jack greelish today but then you had jack jack greelish is a, is a starter so you don't really have uh like an established winger so to speak uh and doku is kind of rough uh i feel like he he needs i mean he's a he's a brilliant player like he's one of those you know noodle legs players where he'll just le- make defenders fall on their back and and score a goal but also he's like a little bit rough coming from the french Correct. league the intensity the physicality will take a little bit more time so i feel the only uh criticism of city that i'm um i can you levy at them is the fact that they kind of lack a little bit of depth when it comes to you know just attacking players bringing them on from the bench i would say that uh, it's too early in the season to say something like that man <laughs> but uh, because i believe and i think we have great qualities just that they have not 
not any everyone has you know stuck form it's only julian alvarez from our team who has stuck form actually if anybody thinks erling haland is in form then they must be crazy to think that way because he's not at no, all in no, form so nobody nobody thinks that everybody wants no, I, this to I don't think continue. i don't think any wrong decisions have been made and if city doesn't do well this season i think it's out of anyone's hands chalk it up to maybe time or entropy or something like that like over time just like the teams change and you can't keep winning and be number 1 so it is what it is look that boy rico lewis how good is he oh my god and like, i think we also need to talk about a couple of moments in the game uh, the kovicic foul yeah. yeah the potential goal by rico lewis and also at the end of the game i think harland uh, there was some kind of argument going on with the Support officials staff. Um, I think yeah. it was Arsenal support staff and uh, oh. City players got into a beef. Yeah. So let's start yeah. with the 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 tackle, the foul. What, what do you guys think? You think uh, the first tackle was a red card, and if not, do you think it should have been a second yellow? So first tackle, I think from a from a neutral, unbiased perspective, like first tackle could have gone either way. It depends on the referee, mm. right? Like on the day. and it wasn't uh, cut and clear yeah it wasn't cut and clear like it depends like if you do that in europe you might get a red card if you do it on a premier league it's just a coin toss at that point like who gets it <laughs> but i think the only rational and i'm trying really hard to take the referee side is the only reason why he didn't give that second yellow was it was so deep in arsenal's half right and maybe maybe, maybe he just didn't see how rash the challenge was and in re- and i'm a big proponent of replays always make things look worse right and in the replays definitely but in the moment i think these were the two things that are playing in mind it's such a big game dishing a red card a second yellow in that quick su- succession is going to be talked about and i think pg uh, the referees are all under so much pressure like to not make any rash radical decisions so i think it partly down to that but Wait, what- quick question uh, if the first yellow wasn't given do you think the he would have gotten a yellow for that tackle the second tackle if he wasn't already on a yellow he would have yeah okay i agree think, yeah go ahead yeah. yeah i think to be honest i mean obviously i wanted all the 11 players to be sent off so so that we <laughs> just win so i'm totally biased here but uh, i i don't think the first one was red uh, given mm. the fact that it was it was borderline agreed but i i wanted it to be like 11 v 11 because we i felt like we definitely had a chance to you know just get that psychological uh boost to you know have, having been beaten city with guardiola and arteta right but the second one i i i i failed to understand why it wasn't uh, a second yellow i think it was it was clear cut i think to me it was it was definitely a second yellow what do you think aditya like what's your take on it so honestly uh I think when I saw the first uh, tackle uh, in real time was I was scared that this was going to go to VAR and then when I saw the replays as well I was just hoping that they don't give this a red because like uh, he, he said that it was it could have gone any any way it was mm. on the ref's call you know and I think that I, uh, I think that because uh, from the real time action the ref had given it as a yellow card and not a direct red probably that's why it was not overturned as well as what Uh, I would like to believe at least for myself because I thought that once it was given that it's a yellow, I was very lucky. I was like, "Phew, okay, that's good." 
then i saw the second challenge i was like coach is to get that was totally unnecessary bro it was not all needed you guys were passing inside your box and it was not all needed and my thing real time was that ki fuck this is second yellow bro and then i saw the replay and then i thought like it was actually rice who was trying to get him a yellow in that particular time i am i'm not saying that he went for the ball he got the ball or anything but uh, it was not also as if that he actually fully contacted him and something like that sort happened and there, there was, was contact and, but i don't think it was clear cut like if the consequences was him getting a red card it makes yeah. sense why the referee didn't correct but exactly. i think maybe the referee should have stopped and spoken to him did, did he speak to him i think so but the referee was like no 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 i think that that didn't track well with us but apart from that i think uh, we don't have much to argue about here fucking Dude, your my... captain leader legend was in his ear bro ode was like what the fuck yeah, is yeah, happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude I, to be honest michael oliver or right that's his name michael oliver yeah, yeah. i think he's yeah. michael oliver is one of the best referees and i i i doubt his decisions sometimes like i remember last season he gave martinelli double yellow in like 10 seconds for something so i doubt no, his decisions sometimes but i think he's a pretty he had a he had a good game except for as, as one, i said earlier game. you know Ro- rodri has a red card immunity and it has been passed <laughs> on to kovacic right now <laughs> no but uh, had he like been sent off then we wouldn't have had you know like a, such a great game to watch you know it was a battle of yeah. strategy and that's why we didn't see many attempts going either from arsenal's end or from city's end it was a game of fine margins and uh, we would have m- missed that uh, battle to witness and you guys yeah. f- got a well deserved victory out of that game and you know you don't have anybody saying that red card red card city you are to beat karke yeah yeah no, no, I, t- yeah. i totally agree with you like i totally agree with Aditya, you what do you think about that rico lewis goal because i personally felt like it, uh, it could have you know if it was given a goal i would be pissed but it wouldn't be totally unfair like there no. was somewhat of a case he fell down and then he you know used his hand and all to take up the ball yeah I would never <laughs> want that to happen. I think maybe I didn't see I didn't get a good uh, look at that then. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> like his arms. Yeah, he, yeah like he, he fell quick. down and you know the ball hit his arm and got in his stride oh. back again and then he used it and went up ahead. <laughs> I didn't see that. Okay. Then I and, think that's pretty clear cut. And after he scored the goal that smile told that he heard the whistle. Like yeah, he definitely yeah. <laughs> smile like, gave it away. Gave it away. It was like But that run though like let's focus ground ourselves on Rico Lewis for a second because he's great, oh yeah. my god like he's too good what he started off as a wing back and now he's playing like what are these Midfield. fucking city players bro like <laughs> where do they start off where they end up playing what is happening what is pep doing to them is the pep's magic bro he he just puts his hand and everybody turns into a good midfielder <laughs> but i feel that it's just a it's just an illusion he creates you know because of the quality of players we have in our team naturally the 11th player who might not be as good as them will look as good as them and uh, that's how he you know improves each and every player whoever plays plays in the team and uh, but not to take away anything that rico lewis is a super kickass player dude. for his yeah. age and everything the way he adapts and plays in all these different positions uh, it's a fab job that he does today he was actually playing like second striker bro pressing and uh, staying up ahead mm-hmm. with haland yeah and i don't agree with your statement that like 10 players are good so the 11th player will look automatically good like look at eddie and kitia right at arsenal 
right aj i'm not i'm not going to talk about any negatives today today is not the day <laughs> I, i don't know i don't know what the big deal is yeah maybe he's not good enough whatever but then like he does a decent Dude, you, job he he tries you, hard but bro arteta really trusts him you don't talk about him no <laughs> but arteta really trusts him that itself speaks a lot that probably he has a lot you of you can easily make out that this guy is trying very hard in training that's why arteta brings him correct yeah. i mean i'm just going to say one oh, thing Yeah. I was going to say one thing. He had five touches in the in the opposition half. Five over the top oh, balls no. and each city. and every ball just died out. So city boy. He had such a garbage I'm first touch. I'm going to have to verify that. Such a garbage first touch. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take your word for I it. I am I am going to rewatch <laughs> the like, match and I'm going to send no, you the time stamps of him like doing it. It's like I'm talking about Luke Shaw. <laughs> Dude, like, I am going to rewatch the match. Biased. I'm going to send you timestamps of doing it. Like he is a great runner. Don't get me wrong. He has speed and he's great against teams like Bournemouth and like all of those teams where you know you'll get multiple chances so he will create he will convert one of them. But you don't play him against like the top top 5 or or 10 teams. You just mm. I I don't I don't want to see him in the team against any of these top top but, oppositions. But I believe that if Saka was fit then NKDI would not have started today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. That's that's I think you should go and watch our my last week's rant of why oh. <laughs> why I hated Arteta midweek. <laughs> okay. Wait, what do you guys think that uh, the like the bust up after the final whistle was like between City play like I think it was specifically Kyle Walker and Haaland. It was it's not even the Arsenal like players, it's with the backroom staff like What the fuck is that about? It's it's Kyle Walker's like confidence that he could pocket Thierry Henry in his prime kind of arrogance <laughs> that kind of kicked out I think and just la- lashed out at players and supporting staff. No, but the why it was specifically at the support staff, and it's like specifically after the final whistle, like something happened. I, I mean, maybe. Dude, I want out. to call out. I want to call out. To be honest, I mean, keeping our biases aside, I want to be a little bit more. realistic about it you've seen a lot of incidents with arsenal backroom staff like so many so i would not fault them like them as in like the city players versus i won't fault anyone like i don't know what happened like whatever happened like we won the game they were pissed whatever but i feel like we need to calm down a little bit in in that sense and also a cheap like, shot like the dozen defeats probably got to them finally probably <laughs> yeah they might they might have said something dirty yeah. i i to generally yeah. didn't see it because i was really yeah. sad after the you know loss so i didn't stick up till the end to you know watch the final whistle and everything so that's why i'm not <laughs> aware of the incident that you are actually mentioning here but i am guessing it might have been something you know sick that any fan or backroom staff would have said in the heat of the moment yeah. that's it i mean to be honest i'll take that back like i think we shouldn't stop it like i said we should stop it i think we shouldn't stop it. we should just keep it continue going like we rile people up so much <laughs> with our all these antics i think it's fun it's fun to have this arsenal it never no, happened it definitely it brings me pleasure to see harlan suffering <laughs> i mean i don't hate harlan or anything but then i i feel like he's become kind of a dick since he's yeah, come yeah. to the premier league I used to like he's him. He's a cheat more. code. He's just so good. He's a cheat code. Like I, I am feeling very yeah. bad for him, man. That he's having to go through a rough patch. You know, I'm. I, I, no, I mean he has it all, right? He has the physique. He he's had really good career. Everything is going well for him. It's not fair. He needs to. <laughs> don't say <laughs> that. He needs man. to be humble. Don't say he has good hair too. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't get the opportunity to uh, like. <laughs> 
so many people like they ho- it goes from messi haunts me as an arsenal fan he's done like numerous hat tricks against us so <laughs> messi is an anomaly but uh, but i think yeah guardiola is really nice and gabi is too like to his credit he played really well uh, on the right wing and he hasn't played that much on the right wing like you know with with uh, the, his combination with uh, like white and odegaard and all no, of these bro, people he hasn't played much but he was our main out but today gabi j playing on the right wing you know gave me nostalgic vibes in his final <laughs> final season or in his final few months with the, with the club he was playing a lot in the right wing and he was doing really well for us playing uh, on yeah. the wing you know he was uh, turning up with a lot of assists because he has the knack to create good chances whenever he plays on the wing as well so that is something uh, different that he has in his kitty so he was good but gordiol yeah. was equally good <laughs> yeah yeah totally and also, I-, i thought ben white was really good defensively today oh like, dude he was kick ass yeah. yeah he held up his like i've always seen ben white's like offensive geniuses but i always like was a little bit skeptical about like oh he can he hold on <clears> his <throat> offensive i'm telling you guys when when saliba is there right all these players they perform well i don't know why <laughs> but that's what happens yeah even zinchenko have, was like, good i was actually impressed with his performance Zinchenko. We have like five hundred million dollar players in our lineup. So uh, five, I think a hundred million dollar players in a lineup. I mean, I don't even think it's a tall claim. Like so, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, yeah, Rice, obviously, we definitely. If uh, Chelsea or United are buying, then yeah, we definitely <laughs> have five hundred million dollar players. Yeah, but uh, I want to ask this question to both of you, right? Like the return fixture, I just looked up. It's on thirtieth of March. it's it's what, we need what if you're four points clear of city in third place but three points down below of spurs at first place whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't think but i'll be able to take it now we're going into delusion because because <laughs> because the thing is it's not even about hating spurs or anything it's like it's the the end the story will be that arsenal failed to capitalize last season and the exact same thing hap- is happening this season where spurs are in the same position but they capitalized you know it's like we didn't have the cojones we didn't have the balls so i don't i don't like that narrative and uh, like how can things go so well for this guy for ange like it's it's, it's not fair good. he's doing good job yeah do do you but remember now now it's now it's like some kind of cinderella you know like bullshit No, bro. They're playing. Parental thing. Now it's uh, they're playing good. Do, do you remember Emery? Do you like, remember so Emery at Arsenal? Nobody gets injured. 
<laughs> no, no, do you remember Embry at Arsenal? Like his first season. He, hmm. he had like a run of, what, 20 games? And he was just scraping through victories. And obviously, Ange is not scraping through victories, so don't get me wrong here. No, but because it feels the, like a similar kind of outlook, a story where... The outlook was very uh, gloomy for Spurs this season. Correct. Because of the departure Harry of Harry Kane and everything. Yeah, and the uh, the general attitude around the club. So, considering all that, of course, uh, they perform. They overperforming, right? So, and but not they shouldn't be overperforming. Bet like to the point they're better than Arsenal. That is not acceptable, <laughs> bro. But to be very fair on their side, even if you're saying they're overperforming, right now it's only been James Madison and to an extent Hyungmin Son who's been performing really great for them. Exactly. The likes so, of the likes of Richarlison injuries will creep up. But the likes of Richarlison or Kulusevski <laughs> turning up in games and winning matches for them has not yet arised, and I believe they also have that potential to do that. You know. They're doing good, yeah. They look exciting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just being unbiased. Here. And is a and is a charlatan. He seduces everyone with his mate, <laughs> and it's it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> He's too good to be too. It has to be a front. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, Altia, just for context, we keep getting reminded by our other friend Wamsi that like Ange hasn't lost a home game in his life or something like that. So yeah, we're just correct. waiting for the oh, day to. Yeah, that day to arrive. I just hope that it's City then. If I think you guys can uh, take on that responsibility, right? Yeah. I, I, I probably Rodri will be back, and uh, hopefully yeah, that, that's what De I just said. Also, be fit by then. I hope it's City. Yes, man. I I hope that it's City. <laughs> no, but credit where it's due. I think Arsenal and City clearly showed today that they're class apart. But I definitely think. Uh, between Spurs and uh, Liverpool, if I have to pick right now, I think Spurs look edge, have that edge over Liverpool because uh, Liverpool could have easily lost the game today. I don't know if you guys have seen it. They have, yeah. uh, they have a, they they had a handball shout that didn't go like for uh, Brighton, and Deserby came out and said that uh, maybe we should replay the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And João Pedro could have. Uh, buried the last goal and it would have been a different story altogether. So, Liverpool look kind of shaky but I can't say the same about Spurs. Like, they've been 10 men down at Luton, I get it, but still, like, for 45 minutes, they've powered through and scraped the victory. Um, they're getting the results. They were really good at Arsenal too. Like, you guys won't disagree with that. So, mm. I, will, but okay. <laughs> I see the smiles. <laughs> <laughs> the the history of this rivalry is just uh, too much. Uh, it's the but, history uh, of Spurs. You have to you have to believe in the history. I believe in the history. <laughs> yeah, let let's quickly make. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the whole uh, weekday, but like any good shouts for the player of the match week, uh, manager of the match week, etc. etc. Because we do a segment releasing a post. With the combined eleven, so just want to get your thoughts from yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, for player, I think there's no doubt about it, right? You know who it is, Scott McTominay. Yeah, of course, yeah. It has <laughs> to be. You can, I and for yeah. manager, I would say Arteta because you know it's very difficult to beat City, yeah. right? So this is a game of strategy and tactics, and Arteta came out on top, so he deserves it. So yeah, I'm going with Arteta and Scott McTominay. I can't believe my ears. But anyway, 
I think that's a good shot. I think I can back that <laughs> because nothing really happened. Like four or five games drew. Uh, like the teams drew, so there was there wasn't like any standout performance. Chelsea, yeah, whatever. Talk about them when they are when they win a couple more games. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good shot. Both of them too. Right, definitely for me as well. You know, picking up. Uh... McTominay is an absolute choice, but if if we may take up somebody else's name, bro, you name, can't pick up. You can't. Yeah. You can't say McTominay. I Come would, on, dude. I, yeah, yeah so I'm gonna take Ryan Sterling's name here. He's the one who has <laughs> given you know the big win for Chelsea with uh, uh with the four one, and he was involved in two goals by winning the penalty and assisting for the own goal, which you know came in from their first goal, and uh, he scored also one. So I think that yeah. He was the ray of the spark for you know uh, handing Chelsea a three point, which they really mm-hmm. very much deserve, or they are in need of currently with the way they are playing. So I would say that he he had a great game and manager of the week. I would also say that Arteta deserves it, man. Uh, and uh, beating you know a top team in a tough tough fixture and getting or digging in the result after you know twelve meetings is something very. Uh, noteworthy of so definitely Arthur is a very sweet talking poisonous dude like see he just slyly like slided in the <laughs> dozen losses and like <laughs> <laughs> and also he's picking out his like former play yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's what happens when you're a city fan right slowly your bro. mind turns into that you're only used to giving backhanded compliments that's how it works yeah but dude but like I think even Pep, just like Pep, right? <laughs> What he said about Arsenal last season, he's like, you know, they're very, you know, they've done amazing. They were able to finish in the top four, like they're playing in the Champions League. <laughs> What a cunt! Yeah, but uh, Dude, but I, like just one more thing, which uh, is Spurs related. Like I've never seen uh, someone getting sent off for diving as a second yellow card. So. I think that was pleasant to see. <laughs> yeah, in retrospect, we would have like enjoyed Spurs not being at the top of the table, but it is what it is yeah. because they scored more goals than Arsenal, and this is where hopefully this is the last time that they are at the top. Uh, Neymar got a red card once for, for di- diving, right? Yeah, yeah second, second yellow. yellow. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get <laughs> one every game. <laughs> like, he should have started on yellow for diving <laughs> because he will dive eventually. <laughs> Yeah, and also like another players. Yeah, another one. Bill, very last thing is like, dude, Chris Basham. I just uh, mm. my prayers with the with the dude. Like horrific, horrific yeah, tackle. Dude. Like I saw the images and I was like, I, I don't want anyone to go through that. So yeah, hopefully he can recover yeah. from that. And if you follow his story, like he's been a vet. He's been playing in the championship. Like now he's back here. Like you know, he's yeah. such a journeyman in football and like. Towards such so late in the career to happen to happen, yeah. it's potentially career-ending. So yeah, uh, that's great. But, yeah, mate. Like I just hope I hope he can get back, like heal soon, and like you know, football is obviously is, is a big part of his life. But just just recover from from that injury because yeah, I've seen. I've, I mean, in our club, we've seen people going through those injuries and just like not being what yeah. they were before the injury. So. Yeah, it's just a horrific, horrific injury. Yeah, just a quick look in the future. Like after the international break, both Arsenal and City have tricky fixtures. Yeah, I say tricky because Raheem Sterling hit top form. Pochettino got a win. 
and they're playing at home and chelsea arsenal is always like a firecracker of a game and raheem sterling so, plays also well against arsenal see again another slide like rooting mm-hmm. forever city rooting <laughs> hope he gets injured in international break no, he and never, madison never called up is he he's even called up in exactly break. he's not even called up anymore <laughs> ah so yeah uh, chelsea uh, arsenal chelsea what do you guys think althea what do you think whose home is it chelsea home right uh, chelsea uh, chelsea home i think a draw bro. we do better i think uh, like i think we... a draw really? 1-1 or 2-2 maybe otherwise arsenal nick it off if if chelsea yeah. are going to turn up poor uh, then arsenal are going to beat them like easy 3-1 3-0 I, i think anything apart i think anything apart from a decisive victory is disgraceful and un- unacceptable exactly that, that, <laughs> so but i feel 2-0 two, two or 3-0 Yeah. But I feel it's not not chance. even a scraped like you know last minute goal whatever it should be a decisive victory. We should know we're going to win the game by the 60th minute. Whoa, yeah, bro, don't say that. You know yeah. what? This is this is what I took into a Tottenham's game, and I fucking got slapped. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but that. that's because you, that's because you're a dumb fuck. Like the Spurs are playing well. Dude, we always beat, we always beat Tottenham. Like when do we not beat Tottenham at home? Tell me one. It doesn't season. see that's the thing. These things don't apply anymore. You have to look at the current season, right? Yeah. It's just like people say, "Oh, Arsenal will fuck up in the end." Whatever. It's not the same team anymore. So, so fuck up in the beginning itself, right? But we always do. Huh? So I'm saying fuck up in the beginning itself, right? You can lose. Well, go all the way to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but I agree. I mean, mm. I agree, Prayag. Like anything except for bare minimum is a victory. Like you have to win at Stamford Bridge. You, it's just unacceptable. Even that would be disappointing, right? It should be like three. Stackable offense. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut it out. I, I, I don't think it'd be as easy as Prayag is making out. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that the fi- fixture. No, but I'm just saying. No matter how bad the teams that's, are, that's what we expect. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Mm. But I think. Uh, Cole Palmer and uh, exactly. Sterling and some of the city assists. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> see, uh, just to put in perspective, that Cole Palmer scored a goal in the Community Shield as well against Arsenal. So, no, there are things. You still won it, so it's fine. So there are things. You, you guys decided to ship him off after that. I'm just saying that Chelsea have the. They know the route to score. A goal against Arsenal. No, no, no. I'm also, I'm also saying that like we. Bro, we also have someone who knows their route very well. We have Kai. <laughs> And Jorginho, <laughs> uh, fun. Uh, and another tricky fixture on the other end of the spectrum. Deserby is visiting uh, Etihad. It, I don't think Ooh. it's going to be a straightforward one. Right. But uh, mm. Brighton are also a weird team, losing six one, drawing two two to Liverpool. Unpredictable. God knows what. Yeah. What What are your shots? It's going to be a. It's going to be a spicy fixture. Like you know, I feel like you know, it's one of those fixtures where. obviously not in the immediate future but like in the short no, medium term future it's going to be like deserbies on a trial for top jobs yeah. and one of the top is like biggest job that will be available in like a couple of years time is city so if he does a few things which he genuinely ends up doing against city so i think it will be a very spicy fixture and they got the players too like they are they sell few players for 100 million and they bring back <laughs> like another few 100 million worth players so it's it's just like It's going to be a very spicy fixture. It'll be much more interesting than Arsenal Chelsea for sure. That's what I believe. Oh, final score? Yeah, I think I think I can go either way, but uh, I think City will nick it. City are better. Yes, two one. I think two one. I think City will nick it. 
it's just because it's at their home right so i think that plays a major major uh difference but yeah. three back will be a fun fixture three back to back defeats is like my brain can't comprehend <laughs> city so not happening maybe it not happening we, we we'll save this aditya we'll save that <laughs> yeah, not happening not, part not happening against <laughs> brighton now man it's it's been long enough i actually didn't expect that today we might lose as well but then we lost i just hope that doesn't happen next next game week as well and uh, yeah brighton no chance and i am hoping for a game where we score now at least four five goals it's been really long where you know but, but Bri- you i, I don't game. think brighton is a, you can you can consider brighton as one of those teams right uh, it's not one of those it's not like how we are talking about chelsea it's actually a good team they, are, they can perform well but on their day they do you know open themselves out in the back and we are a team with our quality we can score so i just hope is rodri going to be playing yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Well, that also is going to make a big difference. Maybe Haaland gets injured hey, international duty. Come on, I was just going to say maybe Haaland gets back in Odegaard. the score sheet. <laughs> Odegaard gives him a ridiculous ball and like yeah, he gives him a small <laughs> nudge during a corner. <laughs> First of all, I don't think short Odegaard is going anywhere near a corner. He's taking the corner if anything. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>